0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this day in history class is a production of iheart radio hello and welcome to this day in history class a show that wants you to learn more about history I'm Gabe Luzier, and today, we're looking at how the United States wound up being called Uncle Sam. We'll also get to know the national symbols that Uncle Sam replaced, and we'll explore the claim that he was actually based on a real-life person. The day was September 7th, 1813. The Troy Post newspaper in New York made the first published reference to the nickname Uncle Sam. It appeared in an article about the ongoing War of 1812 and was used to personify the United States. The author referred to the name as a trendy new term for the government and explained its origin, saying, quote, The letters U.S. on the government wagons, etc. are supposed to have given rise to it. A couple weeks later, a newspaper in Burlington, Vermont, also made reference to the term in an article about a shortage of American troops. It accounted for the low enlistment numbers by saying, quote, Uncle Sam, the now popular explication of the U.S., does not pay well. The letters U.S. on military supplies clearly gave rise to the nickname, but many believe Uncle Sam also had a real-life counterpart. Samuel Wilson was a prominent meatpacker from Troy, New York, who had been contracted by the U.S. Army to supply the troops with meat rations. His company delivered barrels of beef stamped with the letters U.S. to designate them as government property. According to popular legend, the men who loaded the delivery wagons and even some of the soldiers who received them weren't sure what U.S. stood for. Keep in mind that the nation was still fairly young at that point so the abbreviation wouldn't have been as widely used as it is today. The men allegedly joked that the letters must stand for Uncle Sam, a reference to the well-liked and jovial Samuel Wilson, the man whose beef they were hauling. The local Troy newspaper picked up on the story, and the moniker quickly spread as a nickname for the U.S. government. However, It's worth noting that contemporary articles, like the one in the Troy Post, didn't mention Samuel Wilson as the inspiration for the name. In fact, Wilson wouldn't be publicly linked to the nickname until an 1830 edition of the New York Gazette. As a result, many historians question whether Samuel Wilson really had anything to do with the nickname at all. Either way, Uncle Sam became a well-known personification of the United States, though he wasn't the first one. That honor belongs to Columbia, a female symbol usually depicted in a toga and sometimes bearing a torch, kind of like a precursor to Lady Liberty. You probably know Columbia best today from the logo of Columbia Pictures, which is certainly a downgrade from her original role. During the Revolutionary War, Columbia was joined by another national icon, a lanky man in stars and stripes clothing named Brother Jonathan. Many of his physical traits were later used as a starting point for illustrations of Uncle Sam, though Brother Jonathan was depicted as younger and more clean-shaven. So if you're keeping track, Columbia's role as the symbol of the U.S. was gradually supplanted by Brother Jonathan, who was in turn replaced by Uncle Sam. There was a period of time, though, from the early 1830s to about 1860, when all three figures were used somewhat interchangeably, and sometimes even appeared together in political cartoons. That finally changed in the late 1860s and early 70s, as Uncle Sam became the go-to representative of the United States among cartoonists. This was especially true of the work of Thomas Nast, the political cartoonist credited with designing the modern look of Santa Claus and the animal mascots of both the Democratic and Republican parties. Nast popularized the image of Uncle Sam during the late 19th century, and is responsible for adding many of the features we associate with the character today, including his pointy white beard and his star-spangled suit. But it was illustrator James Montgomery Flagg who created perhaps the best-known image of Uncle Sam. You know the one. The portrait of a steely-eyed Sam wearing a white top hat and a blue suit and pointing straight ahead at the viewer. The famous image first appeared on the cover of Frank Leslie's illustrated newspaper in 1916, under the title, What Are You Doing for Preparedness? One year later, it appeared again on a World War I recruitment poster, along with the words, I Want You for the U.S. Army. That publicity campaign proved so successful that the government also used it as a recruitment tool during the Second World War. For most people, Flagg's well known portrait and the various captions assigned to it are the first thing they think of when they hear the name Uncle Sam. For many, though, the story of Samuel Wilson is the first thing that comes to mind. His supposed connection to the name wasn't widely circulated until after his death in 1854, but it wasn't long before the unsubstantiated story was being asserted as fact all over the country. To this day, The city of Troy proudly bills itself as the home of Uncle Sam, and Arlington, Massachusetts, the city where Wilson was born, has a memorial to its famous son in the town center. A bronze relief depicts the life and work of Samuel Wilson alongside a human-sized statue of an elderly Uncle Sam, complete with his trademark tailcoat and top hat. Public assertions like that may seem a bit unjustified, considering we don't actually know if the Wilson-Uncle Sam connection is true. But consider this. In 1961, Congress adopted a resolution that officially recognized Samuel Wilson as the origin of the nickname. That joint resolution reads as follows. Resolved by the Senate and the House of Representatives that the Congress salutes Uncle Sam Wilson of Troy, New York as the progenitor of America's national symbol of Uncle Sam. So, whether true or not, as far as the federal government is concerned, Samuel Wilson is the original Uncle Sam. Although the character started out strictly as a symbol of the U.S. government, Uncle Sam is now also used to represent the American people and the nation as a whole. He still pops up in plenty of political cartoons, some flattering, some not. And he's often referenced at sporting events and protest rallies, both in the U.S. and abroad. He continues to be evoked as a patriotic ideal in pop culture as well. In Marvel comic books and movies, the original Captain America's costume has the same stars and stripes motif as what Uncle Sam wears. And the superhero the Falcon, who later inherits the mantle of Captain America, is actually named Samuel Wilson. And yes, he's an uncle, too. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them my way at, this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought